Hi, friends. I'm popping in from my sabbatical to give you a little Merry Christmas. I wanted to make sure that you heard a special message of love this week, as I know it can be kind of a crazy time for many of us, um, connecting with our families or not connecting with our families and reassessing things. Um, So I just wanted to come on and say, I love you. I see you. And you're special. So know that. And I'm having such a deep and rich time right now um, doing my own work, going deep with myself and really finding a lot of nuggets of truth and goodness in this time of kind of stepping away from social media and so many other things. And one of the things that I've been learning is for my particular personality type, the best thing for me to do is to to nurture myself and then get give that to the people around me, like offer that as my gift because whatever is nourishing me is probably also helpful for those around me. And so it's been kind of like I've been offering myself a retreat the last little while and it's been so nourishing and good and I've really enjoyed it and found it so helpful for living my life and in envisioning the future and so I wanted to make sure that even in this time of kind of shutting everything down and being in a sabbatical that I still come and offer my annual reflection retreat I've been doing this for a few years now between Christmas and New Year's and I find it to be such a rich time of taking time in the middle of that crazy period where usually we just do a lot of family stuff and a lot of outward focused stuff, but to take a, you know, three hours on December 28th and check in with yourself and, and be in the midst of a few other thoughtful people who are also taking stock of what was nourishing in this past year. What was really hard in this past year? What can I like celebrate about myself And what do I want to take into 2022? And so I wanted to let you know that that's a possibility if you'd like to come and join me and a couple of other thoughtful folks. It's going to be a really special time, and I would love to have you join me in it. So you can find more info. Um, The show notes will have the link, and you can sign up there or send me an email at Nancy at centered.ca if you want more info. I would love to have you there. So in the meantime, Merry Christmas. And here are the 10 steps to coming out empowered. This is some of my most important work, some of the things that has informed how I help people. And I've started to see this pattern of anytime there's something new in our life that we're realizing is not quite aligned, it embarks us on a whole new coming out chapter and I'm living that for myself right now and I'm using these steps because I find them so helpful and so I wonder if maybe during this Christmas season you might have something that comes to light for you too that you're realizing is not aligned and you're not going to live with it being unaligned in your life anymore and I can't wait to hear how this lands for you and how you're able to use it in your life and if you want to drop me a message I'd love to hear from you so bless you 
I see you. Keep going. You got this. A closet is no place to live, and I want to support as many people as I can in stepping out of that prison into the fullness of life that is waiting for them on the other side of that door. This is Nancy Shadlock from Centered Life Coaching. Join me in listening to these coming out chronicles. Get curious about their stories and then go see what good things are waiting for you on the other side of your closet door. Today's episode is going to be a little different than the others. We've got some celebrating to do today. This is our 10th episode together. Can you believe it? I have been so in awe of how incredible this journey has been. There's been people that have reached out and said that they've been inspired to figure out what their next coming out chapter is. There's been people that have connected by hearing this story and then meeting someone else because of it. There has been people that have reached out to me to want support in their own journey of coming out. There has been so many beautiful things happening from this coming out journey together. What coming out story happened for you? I'd love to hear what has opened up for you since you've listened to one of these podcasts. And for me, I think something that's happened is I've started to realize that there's some patterns in the coming out journey. And I I wondered about it, but it started to solidify it by hearing all these stories. And so I wanted to share with you some of the steps that I see that happen as people come out. I've taken some info from different mentors I've learned from along the way. So I'm grateful to Darla Ledoux and Richard Rudd, who each have a different take on what the steps are of the transformative journey. And I've kind of compiled them together to make my own 10-step process of this is what coming out looks like in our lives. I made a handy-dandy little sheet for you this week that lays out all 10 steps of the coming out process that I've noticed. And you can use it to write notes on for yourself as, as I give this talk, or you can use it as a cheat sheet next time you recognize that you're starting to go through your next coming out chapter. It's also helpful in any kind of transformation that's happening in your life. So if you notice that you're being called to, to shift from one place to another, this is a super helpful tool, and I hope that you really enjoy it. You can find this download at centered.ca slash podcast. This episode of the Coming Out Chronicles was brought to you by Centered Life Coaching. We help you know yourself, to free yourself, and be yourself, so you can live the fullest expression of who you really are. Stay tuned, there's more to come in this episode. So the first step is dissonance. Something feels off. You you may not be able to quite put your finger on it, but you just start to notice that something isn't quite right. You may not even be aware of it in this first stage, because it may be the second stage of feedback 
where you really start to have it in your awareness. Feedback is like, imagine going to a wedding and someone plugs in a guitar into the amp and it's really close to the microphone and you think, oh, that sound is so terrible. Yeah, that's feedback for you. And sometimes, most of the time, that feedback is painful to hear, painful to experience. And sometimes if it comes from some other person, it might be easy to just try and push them away or resent them for it or deflect it or try and blame them or some other situation rather than really own it. But that's a really important step is to receive the feedback. And that kind of leads us into the third step, which is commitment. At this point, you're kind of in a a fork in the road about this transformation. You can either welcome it or turn a blind eye. So imagine this transformation's at your front door knocking and saying, hey, I'm here. This feedback has shown you that I'm here. And you can choose to receive it or not. And if you don't, it might just go around to the back door and knock there. And often the feedback gets louder and louder and more painful until we let it in. And so that's the fourth stage then is to to receive the transformation, to commit to entering in, and then to surrender. The alchemy really starts to occur when we can surrender into making this change. It's kind of like in the 12-step model, the first step is admitting that you're powerless and welcoming in your higher power to help you make this change because if you could have made this change originally you you would have done it by now and it's it's coming to you as a gift and will you surrender to this process in that in that step it can feel like there's a lot of darkness but if you can also notice there's a little bit of light that's poking through Because you recognize that if you follow this path of transformation, you will come out the other side a new person and there's a gift in it. And so notice for the little hints of light along the way. Once you've started the process like that, you can then share it with someone. And I hope you have someone that you can share it with in your life that's really safe, that will receive it and then validate it, which is the sixth step. If they validate it, it can help you to see like, yeah, I I grew up this way, so this made sense for me because of this and this in my childhood, but it's not actually the full truth of who I am. Sometimes the data can get corrupted, like in your computer, something happens and The data gets corrupted and the translation is skewed. Sometimes the information is skewed within us like that. And if we can move into the truth of it, we we transform it somehow. And we don't often do that until we're able to speak it out loud to someone and have it validated. So that step is really important. Then I recommend creating a new possibility for yourself because if that old way of being is no longer your truth, what is now available to you? What is now possible in your life because you're not living in that old stuck way anymore that isn't true for you? 
And something that can really help to solidify that is step eight, which is to create a touch point. Is there some physical differentiation that you can make in your life to really kind of put a stake in the ground and say, yes, I am here. I am making this change and I'm not going back. For me, you'll remember when I shared my story that I shaved part of my head and that was the way that I really made a stand in the world to say like, I'm coming out and I'm not going back to that old way of hiding in the closet. If you remember in episode seven, Rochelle made a dance to share that she no longer was going to be a victim of domestic violence, but she was going to transform that into a way of sharing life and goodness in the world. And it was so cool that she made that touch point for herself. Then we have the crystallization stage where you really start to integrate it in your life. The lesson that you were here to learn got distilled down into this truth. And now you get to embody it and really just like walk around in the world with this as your truth. No longer hiding, no no longer shrinking into something small, but walking around and being like, yes, this is who I am. I'm not going to be shy about it or insecure about it, but I'm going to really embody it. And if you think back to episode eight, when Randy shared about being this kid that was scared in university to be even seen on campus for fear that at the time that the GSA met, for fear that he might get lumped up with that group, to then becoming someone that the prime minister would talk to publicly about LGBT issues and and to be right out there. Like he fully embodied it and owned this is who I am, and I'm unapologetic about it. So beautiful. And then you can look at the final stage, which is gratitude and enjoyment. Once you make it through that transformation, you really see this change happen in your life. You can be so grateful for that lesson that you learned because you've come to this place where so much more can open up in your life. It's so beautiful to see that kind of change happen in people's lives. And I've loved watching it. Sometimes I think that going through a specific example of this can help to make it even more real for us. And so a few things have come up in my life in the last little bit that have made me think, I should tell this story to you of the time that I almost married a gay man. So what happened was I grew up thinking I had to marry a man. And that was my normal. But as I was dating him, this dissonance started to rise. And I started to realize like, no, I I don't think that that feels right. Something feels off. But I wasn't quite sure what it was. And feedback happened where he was trying to move to Canada. He was American. He was trying to move here to start a life with me and to see what it would be like to live in the same place and not just have a long-distance relationship. And he got stuck at the border. He got detained by the border 
patrol because they could tell that he was probably trying to move into the country. And so I I got this feedback at that moment where I I realized there was this like incongruence within myself because when that happened, I wasn't like devastated that my lover couldn't come across the border. I was relieved. And I started to realize like, oh, this is not what I was really deeply wanting, like to have him move here. And it gave me this moment of pause to recognize like, hmm, something is not congruent. And so I had a moment to think about like, what kind of, am I committed to this transformation happening in my life or not? And I talked to a mentor of mine and she helped me get honest with myself and I decided to surrender into the process of letting go of this relationship even though it was super scary because I kind of thought like I found love I'm never going to find that again and I wasn't sure that it was a good idea to let it go but when I shared it with her I was able to get honest and she was able to validate my truth and say like yeah that makes sense that you thought you had to marry a man and that you've just gone ahead with that your whole life and it also makes sense that you don't have to do that anymore because she she admitted to me like marriage is hard and even when you're crazy about that person it can be hard so if you're not like 100% into this don't do it and so that was super helpful to me and then I started to create my new possibility I started to realize like oh, I don't think I want to go ahead with this. And thankfully, I realized that sooner than later because he was on track to propose to me. And my dad stepped in, in fact, and said, like, I don't think she's quite ready for that. And thank goodness, because he was going to propose in front of all of my family and friends, and I probably would have said yes. But I'm grateful that I kind of pivoted at that moment and didn't keep going towards that reality. I made a new possibility for myself. As for a touch point, I can't exactly picture one at this time. But I would say that the big changing of my reality was that I I talked to him and got honest about, like, I don't think this is right for me, for us, and started to integrate this new way of being, which was hard at first for both of us. We were both hurt by it. But in the end, I'm so grateful that I did that, and I now enjoy my life, and I think he enjoys his life more because he got honest with his truth after that too, and he ended up with a man and I ended up with a woman so it's a really good thing that we weren't together because we probably would have just been frustrated so that's the thing that I'm seeing in all of these coming out stories is that the more we get honest about our truth it inspires truth in others and it inspires them to to look deep and say like what is not congruent in my life what do I need to make changes about what do I need to come out about I love that this process of coming out is inspiring growth in so many people. I hope it's 
inspiring you to think about what's your next coming out chapter. And I would love to hear stories. If you want to reach out on socials, tell me what new coming out chapter has opened up for you lately. What are you living into? And if you want support in doing that, I would love to support you with it. It can help you get clear on it and move into an empowered way of living your new truth. Thanks for listening to the Coming Out Chronicles. If you enjoyed it and you think it would be helpful for someone else, please share it with them. If you'd like to connect with me, reach out on social. I'd love to support you in the next chapter of your coming out story. I can help you know yourself, free yourself, and be yourself. Until next time, this is Nancy Shadlock from Centered Life Coaching.